Hey, everybody, and welcome. Thank you for joining our midweek podcast. My name is Andrew, and I am your host. Joining me today is Pastor Scott Kramer. Hello. Pastor Scott Noggle. Hello. And Pastor Dan Sarna. Guys, thanks hey. for joining. Um, they get this out there right now. My voice might be gone before the end of this podcast. I've been battling a just lingering cough that has destroyed my throat. So cough drops and water have been holding me up to this point. We'll see how it goes That's over good. the next you know, 45 minutes to an hour. And we're grateful to be sitting at least eight feet away. Yeah. From yes, yeah. true. Also, <laughs> um, this is this week we wrapped up, mm-hmm. Scott, you wrapped up our foundation series. Yeah. Um, some are calling it the longest series Come we've on. had. No, yeah, no. Um, <laughs> Didn't we once do a series through the Bible weeks. that yeah, lasted 31, forever? Okay. 31 week series that we stretched out even longer. And we, broke we found up a way to. Series. Yeah, we did. Okay. We found a way to longer. make it 52. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, this this was the wrap-up of the Foundation series. And the Foundations, we've been exploring a foundational aspects for our faith and our church. Um, and this was a series that the entire church was partnered mm-hmm. together with, from preschool all the way up through the worship center. Um, everybody at their individual mm-hmm. age level was, yep. was learning yeah. the same topic every single week. Which for for me and my family has been it, it's it's a cool thing when can leave church and Sunday afternoon sit around and talk and talk to yep. my boys about hey what did you learn what did, what mm-hmm. did the you know what was your Bible story about and get to have dialogue with them about that yeah um, always enjoy that mm-hmm. um, but to get us started today Scott um, like we often do why don't you kind of just recap Sunday's yeah. message for us and then kind of segue into kind of what you, what you wish you had some more time to, to talk yeah. about, and yeah. then we'll see where the conversation love to. takes I'd us. love to also encourage you as a listener, if you, if you haven't yet heard Sunday's message, but you're tuning in today for this, I'd, I'd encourage you to go back and listen to it, find it on our website or, or wherever you can find it, podcast, you know, app, whatever. Um, I think it'd be very helpful for you to hear the whole message. Um, and any other message that you missed in the foundation series, it's especially if you're newer to our church and you're you're still discerning, is this going to be my home? I want to I want to dig roots here and establish myself at the church. It will give you a good taste of who we are at the the genetic level, the DNA level of our foundation. So I'd invite you to make sure you listen to those messages. But um, yes. Yeah, so Sunday we ran out the series and talked about generosity. A couple things I would say just as a uh, a point today, you know. As a reminder, and I said this on Sunday, but we we end we will talk today a lot about money in this podcast. I think just in our little pre podcast chat, I imagine we'll be talking about money and giving and tithing and finance and budgeting here. Um, but and don't tune out if that doesn't interest you. I think what we talk about will interest you. But um, I I want to remind you that we talked on Sunday that generosity isn't just confined to our money. We should live a generous lifestyle. I shared the bottom line that we are generous because he is generous, right? Like the the cause for the reason why we should have a generous outlook, a generous mindset, a generous spirit is because that reflects the nature of God, that he is a generous God who gave his son, our savior is a generous savior who gave his life. We are when we give, we are living like Christ. We are modeling the nature of God in us. Um 
So I said we should be generous with our time, our talent, our energy. We should be generous with love, forgiveness, mercy, compassion, patience, kindness. The generosity is a lifestyle that extends way beyond giving and money. That's just one aspect of a generous person. And the proverb in Proverbs eleven twenty four it says, the, the generous shall be replenished or refreshed. He who is generous refreshes others and himself will be refreshed. And so when you, when you are generous with love, with forgiveness, with compassion, with mercy, with kindness, you will be refreshed. So uh, while our podcast will zoom in on some monetary aspects of this conversation of generosity, we should be reminded that it extends to every aspect of our lives. We should have a generous spirit. Um, the, other, the only other thing, because I, I think there's so much we can talk about, I want to make sure we all have opportunity today. But the other thing I would just say, you know, because we talk about the, the passage I looked at on Sunday was First Timothy 6, and Paul has specific words to those who are rich and to those who pursue wealth and chasing wealth and are eager to get rich. There's a lot of things that he talks about, and I just would remind all of us that, and this was a statement I made, that having wealth isn't a problem. We all have varying degrees of wealth, and I wouldn't ever want to be heard as saying you should go sell everything and go live like a pauper on the street, and then you can be godly. No, like Paul starts with godliness with contentment is great gain. Um, so having wealth isn't the problem. Chasing wealth is the, the concern. You know, and that's where Paul's concern is. He's, he actually says that God blesses us richly with everything for our enjoyment. So whatever we have... If we believe it came from God, then our Father in heaven who loves us and who blessed us with it, he would desire that we enjoy what we have, right? Because he gave it to us to enjoy. Mm -hmm. So having wealth isn't a problem. Chasing it, making that your life purpose, your life aim, letting that consume your time and energy, that's where the concern <laughs> comes in because we're to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and then those things will be given to us as well. So as followers of Christ, our primary concern always should be the kingdom of God, the gospel of Jesus, living out our purpose in mission for Christ, and not chasing wealth. Like we, Many have careers, many grow in their career, they climb the corporate ladder, whatever, and, and God prospers that. In fact, the Bible, I think, somewhere, I don't know where it is, but it says promotion is from the Lord. So we should receive that. If, if God has prospered you and blessed you and promoted you in your company, receive that as a gift from yeah. God. But don't chase it, right? But like, ask why, because <laughs> there's always a reason. Right, and why has, yeah. right, why has God put wealth in your hand? Yep. And I, I didn't even say this, and I can't believe I didn't, because I love saying this on Sunday, but we're not called to be containers, but conduits, mm -hmm. right? Like if, is, yeah. if God has blessed you with wealth, you're not made to be a container of that, but a conduit of it. Like God put it in your hand so you can yeah. disperse it and be, a, be generous with others and share that, so... Yeah. Now I feel, I wish I had said that. That's such a great statement. Well, this is your, your promotion. But here it is, right here. <laughs> your promotion is from the Lord is Psalm 75, Thanks. 6 and 7. Yeah. yeah, promotion is from the Lord, right? So anyhow, you know, having wealth isn't a problem. Chasing it is a, a, a concern for us. So mm -hmm. yeah, so those are the summaries. And then we, we landed on tithing. So I did then the first probably two-thirds of the message was just about generosity in general and, and, and diving into 1 Timothy 6. But then um, the last third of the message was about financial giving, about financial stewardship, about trusting God with the tithe. And I noted in the message that tithing in Malachi 3.10 is the one place in Scripture that God invites us to test Him. You know, the Bible says, 
do not put the Lord your God to the test. However, God says you can test him in the tithe and see if he won't return the blessing and provide for us in supernatural ways. And so that's where we landed. I did challenge the church on Sunday. Between them and God, would you consider the next 40 days, which gets us to Christmas, right? So the next 40 days, would you consider trusting God with the tithe and see what God does, see if God won't show himself faithful. So that's where we landed on Sunday. So there's my, there's my synopsis of Sunday's message. That's great. Yeah, I mean, guys, the, um, going back and listening to it from Sunday, is there – what jumped out to you guys maybe as you were hearing it or reviewing it? Um, man. I, I, I mean, I appreciated the way that you delivered the word and even using that um, – that passage of scripture. Um, and it was interesting because it's one thing to think about it from the lens of where you landed in the, the discipline of the tithe. Yeah. But there's a difference between the discipline of the tithe and the, the generous spirit that's going above and beyond mm-hmm. and, 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 and trying to find those ways and living that way, right. looking for those opportunities. And it was actually two weeks in a row that I heard a message preached on that exa- that same passage of scripture. Huh. And I think what stood out to me the most is is that piece of godliness with contentment. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one thing to be godly. Right. Um, mm. But if, if you don't have that contentment. Yeah, that's good. You're not gaining good. All, <laughs> yeah. that, all that there is to be gained. Right. You know, and so you can just stay in this place of just mediocrity, uh, bare minimums, you know, but that's not stepping into um, the the abundant blessing that God has for you, not just to bring into your life, but to flow through your life. So yeah. in being that conduit, right. yeah. the great blessing that comes from that, and maybe that's not monetary blessing. Yeah, maybe it's other other yeah, ways that God right. just shows yeah. His goodness and His faithfulness to you mm-hmm. and to your household through your willingness and obedience and and uh, just even cheerful yeah. <laughs> lifestyle yeah. of looking at ways to just bless people in your mm-hmm. sphere of influence. Right. Yeah. And so that's yeah. that I would say that big I heard something the main it, thing that I stirred my thinking. That gratitude and generosity go hand in hand. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, that's good. If if you're you know and and as a way to be teaching generosity to our kids, you know, teach them to be grateful for everything and when you're grateful for everything you're mm-hmm. you naturally become more generous yeah um i yeah. said on i said at 9 a.m on sunday i didn't get to this at 11 but generosity starves greed as well mm-hmm. because if Ooh, you're generous good. you don't have room to be greedy yeah right it does it, it puts to rest this this desire that all of us can have this avarice to want more to always yeah. mm-hmm. to never be satisfied enough is never enough like there's a in the human yeah. condition i think that exists in most of us and yeah. i think generosity starves that that greedy nature that wants to rise up in us yeah you know? well it's i mean every single kid learns mine <laughs> yeah. like yeah. It, yeah. we we all have had young kids like it never had to teach them how to Ooh. you know yeah. keep something to themselves you got to teach them to to share so so that that mm-hmm. yeah. mindset and mentality it's it's, it's did you just say mindset 
No, I didn't. Oh, please. I think you just set up your next It's early. Line. I know it's early in the podcast. Sorry. Sorry, Andrew. Mm. I'm not fully with it. You and, just said mine, just, mine, mine. I just like, teed that up for him. Come on. That'll um, preach right there. That'll be on a screen. Yeah. Preach right there. Come on. <laughs> Refer something. back to this when that gets yeah. on a screen I feel someday. something. I'm sorry. Oh, you'll everybody. see it again. I'm Would sure. You hyphenate yeah, that. What's that? Would you have to hyphenate that? Mine. I yes. think you should. Yeah. Yeah. Come yeah. on, that'll With preach right pro- yeah. there, man. I'm- so for students, we we attacked, we taught on generosity this weekend as well. And we we landed on, you can tell what's important to a person by how they spend their time, their talent, and their treasure. Yeah. Uh, borrowing, borrowing Scott Kramer, your favorite alliteration. I, I, I was so excited because I was like, it's an alliteration. I'm, I'm, I'm in line. We are in line with what Pastor Scott would say. Um, but we landed on, it was interesting. It's interesting timing in the season when you talk about generosity. And Andrew, you just said about kids don't need to be taught mine. But I, I made a statement on Sunday and we ended with a challenge because we're looking, we're, we're, you know, eight weeks till Christmas or six weeks till Christmas. And I said, hey, how many of you have made a Christmas list already? And one of the girls, probably a 16-year-old girl, was like, oh, I made mine four months ago. Oh it's ready, you know, it's ready, right? <laughs> but we ended with the challenge of, with generosity, of challenging our students to say, what if you asked your parents for one of your gifts this year to be for someone else? And I and then I had to I had to clarify it, especially for our middle school boys. And I don't mean ask for your the Xbox game your brother really wants because you want to be able to play it. But I mean genuinely. And so we had some great conversations in small groups on Sunday. I had one of our our high school girl groups come up to me and say, "Hey, can you give us a list of places? My girls are asking for suggestions of what they could ask for." So. Huh. We've, we've met with, I've already grabbed Pastor Maritza, our outreach director, yeah. to say, hey, what are a couple places mm. we can ask? Um, I thought it was interesting that, That's cool. um, you know, the idea of generosity, and, and it's, the, it's, the, it's the generosity chokes out greed yeah. Yeah. mindset, you know, does, so that's yeah. what we were trying to really yeah. instill. And the other thing we asked our students was, um, our bottom line on Sunday was, do you own your stuff or does your stuff own you? Mm-hmm. And just yeah. kind of challenging them on the the like, hey, it's it's how you view, mm-hmm. you know, it's how you yeah. view what you own. Yeah. So. Yeah. If you're mathematical, generosity has a direct correlation with gratitude, like Andrew said, and it mm. has an inverse relationship with greed. Mm. Anyway, just mm. throw That's that out good. there for the mathematically minded. <laughs> if you're mathematically minded and listening, please send me an email. <laughs> <laughs> so I know you heard that. He wants to know he's I not alone. I do get alone. emails sometimes from people that. Do you, I'm with you. I, I can. Sorry, I'll, I'm. I'm just looking at my notes. Appreciate that. Yeah. Um, I, obviously, yeah. We'll we'll talk about money, but I want to want to just kind of focus on on the other aspects of it because I think we can. I think when you when the topic of generosity comes uh-huh. up, immediately the the thought is, oh, they they're yep. talking about money. Right. right. The church just wants my money. Right. But again, it's it's not all. It's it is a lifestyle. So yeah. I, I want to just make sure that we we give yeah. room for for that that conversation yeah. before we dive into yeah. what what yeah. the obvious and what maybe people tuning in are expecting yeah. us to just talk yeah. about. Yeah. And I and I started there on Sunday because I think you're you're hundred percent right. People assume when they hear generosity when they see it on that cinder block like oh they're talking about money right and they could tune out. And so I wanted to start with like, man, and, and it just, it hit me in a fresh way when I was writing that message. Like, am I, I was, cause I was thinking, am I generous with all those things? Mm-hmm. Like with kindness and love and forgiveness and mercy and compassion? Like, am I 
am I? Do I have a generous spirit towards all yeah. people that they when they get around me? They're like, man, he's so generous. Like I, yeah, yeah I think that's really legitimate to remind and, ourselves that it is. And I think it goes back to to our previous two weeks on missions and service. And serving, yep. <laughs> like yep. those are those are two ways that you can be generous. You're being yeah. generous with your time, and you're being yeah. hospitable to to people and and seeing to their needs over your own. Yeah. Yep. And and those are and it's it's against the you know the the me culture that that yeah. the world is all about. Right. You know, it's 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 all about me and what's mine, right. but Yeah, we're know. we're called not to be self centered but to be others centered, you know, in yeah. our lives following Christ because he always was others centered. And if we wanna again reflect Christ to the world, that's who we are called to be, you know. Mm-hmm. Others centered. Yeah, I don't. You mentioned earlier about um, gratitude leads to gratefulness, and I just, I just literally had this happen to me this morning. Generosity so, leads. Generosity to leads to gratefulness. Sorry. Yeah. And so, um, I was getting ready at home, and I got a Sam's Club notification for the church, and so that there was an order ready to be picked up. Well, I didn't make an order, and I know the other two people. There was basically three people at the church that order stuff uh, from Sam's Club, right? So I text the other two people and said, "Hey, you know what do you need?" And it was Kim Geddes, who's uh-huh. in charge of serve. And she says, yeah, I've got a really big order to pick up. And I said, okay, well, can I help? Yeah. You know, can I stop mm-hmm. on the way in? I've got my, uh, I've got a, an SUV. Can I put the stuff in? She's like, well, it's a pretty big order, whatever. Right? So I go and I get it here and I help her unload the stuff in her. And she hands me a little package of chocolate covered pretzels. Now they're some of my favorites. And so <laughs> I was like, in that moment, I was so Grateful. I literally, I, I was think. I thought this is the best thing ever. Not to mention it was my breakfast, but that's another conversation for another time. <laughs> we'll but I just the, the idea that you said, you know, generosity leads to gratefulness. Yeah. Uh-huh. The idea of I was generous with my time this morning, and man, I turned out and I was like, yeah, you know. And at first I was like, oh, I don't know, that's extra time. Yeah. But I, I, the more I think about it, when you really sit with the with the idea and concept of generosity, you're absolutely right. It is way more than just your money. Yeah. Like. It's and, everything. And the proverb is so true then, because a generous person prospers, and you refresh someone by doing that. Yeah. You were a blessing to Kim yeah, by helping right. her with that, and in return, you were refreshed right. were blessed. Yes. Even if you hadn't received the breakfast. Right, no, yes. Air quotes. I had air quotes <laughs> around it, by the way. Air quotes, um, breakfast, we do not even advise if you. Didn't, you yeah. Even if you hadn't received, you were, you were blessed in having served somebody else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So good. You also, and you've, mentioned it a couple times already uh quoting from proverbs 11 you yep. know 25 which is uh one per, uh, i mean a generous person will prosper yep. whoever refreshes others will be refreshed but i always love the verse before that correct which says one person gives freely yet gains even more another withholds unduly uh-huh. but comes to poverty and in the message version uh, i love how eugene peterson kind of comments on this passage in the way that he presents it by saying the world of the generous gets larger yes. and larger, yeah. and the world yeah. of the stingy gets smaller wow. and smaller, That's a really and so that is such picture. a great picture, yeah. picture of like yeah. how that works, you yeah. know? Because so um, yeah. how does your world get larger and larger? I mean, well, you think about it, like people remember if you've blessed them, you know, yeah. and and just uh, the impact that you had, and not that you're motivated by those things, but there is a, a natural ripple effect and just you know um and yeah just cool so i love how we should linger on that just for a minute longer and then jump into Mm -hmm. like maybe start with tithing um so i i know that when i when 
my wife and I many years ago when we first got married and I got laid off, we were we were pinching pennies, right? Like many people live in that space and live paycheck to paycheck and they they hear this conversation of generosity and they their mind goes to money, like Andrew said earlier, mm-hmm. like that's what we think of. Our mind immediately goes to money. And I just want to remind people who are listening, like if maybe you're not in a place right now where you have the ability to do what you feel would be generous with your money or with providing and blessing others with resources. But there's so many other ways to be generous, right? Like that's what we've listed. Yeah. So, because there are people who are like, well, I, I can't be generous right now because I don't yeah. have any extra. And they think only in terms of financial resources. And right. They're, they're, so they immediately, I don't, I don't mean this in a judgmental way, but give themselves a pass. Like they say, or they just say, well, I, I can't be generous right now because I'm, I, I'm late on my car payment. Like how sure. can I possibly be generous? And the answer yeah. is simple. You can be generous in so many other ways, right. just not with your money. You can be generous with your time, your energy, your serving, your yeah. love, your forgiveness, your patience. Like there's a million other ways that you can live with a generous disposition and spirit, just not right now with your money. And so nobody's exempt from like having a ref- yeah. reflecting the nature of God in yeah. their generosity. So, anyhow, yeah, that's good. Yeah, I, I've always been inspired, like, because if you're a generous person, again. You know, we want to be the kind of people that we don't let the you know the left hand know what the right hand's doing. Yeah, right. and all that kind of stuff. And you know, but there are some people that you do hear about them. So I'm thinking about that the way that Eugene Peterson puts that the world of generous yeah. gets larger and larger. You do find out about people's you know generosity. And so there's somebody in our church. I won't say what their name is, um, but they're they've been a part of our church for a very long time and and have a reputation for you know um, you know they're great stage presence and, and the way they deliver messages and things like that. But in a quiet sense, one of the most generous people, and and I've always been inspired by mm. it, and like just making a practice of it, yeah. like, you know, like going to the grocery store, getting what you need, and then just a random person, I'm just going to pay for their groceries. Yeah. You know? That's good. And just finding like those types of things and like, and like, wow. And, and, I've, and I've met people that were on the receiving end of that, that like, yeah. oh my gosh. And like, and that person would never, like, again, that's how I'm not even saying right. their name, but like, uh, but that inspires me. And that, and that even challenges mm-hmm. me to think like, how can I think that way more broadly? Or like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to sell some stuff on Marketplace just to make some extra money. Well, what if you just gave that to somebody yeah. that had need right. of those items? Yeah. Right. That's yeah. a, like, it still cost you money mm-hmm. at one time. Right. Or invite somebody over for a, a dinner meal at your mm-hmm. house. Yeah. That cost you mm-hmm. money, uh-huh. you know, and you're, you're making room in your world to be yeah. generous to others. And, yeah, and there's really so good. much more that yeah. comes from that. So just so true. other practical ways of thinking through yeah. that, that point that you're making, Pastor Scott. Love mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Good stuff. So uh, why don't we talk about tithing? You know, this is, this was just get to money a little bit in finances. Um, you know, we, we did on Sunday talk about this practice of tithing. Uh, this, the biblical principle goes way back to the beginning of time, almost Abraham and, and, um, the, this idea that with all that God has put in our possession, he invites us to return a tenth mm-hmm. to him um, as an act of worship, as a way of what he uses. It was, I mean, you can go back to the Israelites, and it was a way of providing for the priesthood and the Levites, and they even tied, like, there's a whole historical basis for this practice of how the kingdom of God functions. It's how the church functions today on the, the giving of the people, the generosity and the tithing, of the people, so we believe at GT in, in 
the Bible's the biblical principle of returning a tenth of our income back to God. Mm-hmm. One of the practical questions that people often ask is, um, well, the, this, we'll start with this. Um, what if I can't afford to tithe? You know, we were talking earlier before the podcast started about the power of percentage giving. Like this is actually, it's not like the Bible says, hey, everybody brings a thousand dollars every three months. Like it, the Bible doesn't give a monetary amount. It's a percentage, which then naturally tracks with your income level. So whether you make $30,000 a year or $300,000 a year, like your tithe is commensurate to your income level. So it's a, it's, I think it's a very fair way that God implemented, you know, and we shouldn't be surprised that God is fair, right? Um, that God created this system whereby it, it tracks with what, however he blesses and prospers me in my, my income. Uh, my, my tithe will be reflective of whatever that prosperity looks like. So, and, and some people, like, they struggle, like, I can't, I'm paycheck to paycheck, I can't pay my bills. Start with a percentage, you know, and start to work towards... Right. Ten percent. Maybe you're like ten uh, percent. I I know right now. Again, there's a whole other part of testing God. What if God can supernaturally overcome that and provide for you in ways that you don't expect, yeah. and you'll be surprised. We've heard stories through the years of just envelopes of money showing up in people's mailboxes and checks coming, and yeah. that happened for my wife and I. We got a check in our in our mail one time, and it wasn't asked for. It wasn't even suggested. It just showed up, and we're like, God is so faithful. We were in a, it was early in our marriage and I was laid off and we had no extra money at all. And a check, a large check just showed up. We're like, you know, God is, God has a way of moving in others' hearts to activate their generosity to provide for his children who are in a season of lack, right? So, uh, so I would say if you're struggling with it, challenge God and test him in it because he says you can. Or simply start with a percentage. Say, you know what, we're going to start with 3% and, and just do that for a month and see what God does. God will honor that and then move to 5% and go to 10%. And so I think it's a, I think it's a powerful principle that God, God's word is clear on. Um, Andrew, go ahead. You- yeah. So, I mean, one of the biggest, like, there is an argument amongst mm-hmm. churches whether tithing is, is an Old Testament or New Testament right. uh-huh. rule. Um, which we can get into some of that, and that's a little you know, bit yeah, looking at the theolo- theological debate about it. But I I mean, just to to that last point, you know, maybe start at three percent. Like I I always like to use that ten percent as as a target. Mm-hmm. You know, that's 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 the that's the target. The but, baseline. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but certainly it's not the cap. Or the end you point. Know, no, yes. no, and Correct. and you know that's that's evident in the New Testament church, and you know people who want to argue yeah. against tithing and giving to the church, <laughs> if they're saying it yeah. to for selfish reasons, then that's yeah, then that's that's a hard issue, yeah, in my opinion. But looking at well, the the New Testament church, you know, the church in Acts, they were selling all their possessions and giving every penny to the church. Mm-hmm. Now. That's that that is an extreme, you know, yeah. a, extreme other end of it. But mm-hmm. as and you know, for for people new to the faith or or, or trying to work through finances, using that ten uh, percent as like that's a target. That doesn't mean that hey, if if I am financially sound 
and and I can afford to give more yeah. that I shouldn't because it's it's right. over ten percent mm-hmm. and that's and I don't need yeah. to do that. Yeah. I think okay. too, if if you're listening to this and you're struggling when someone says ten percent of your money, it might be a bigger issue than ten percent of your money. It's got it's a hard issue at that it's point. It's not even your you know? money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, because yeah. it's not right. yours. Yeah. And right. so yeah. right. like the whole like I just think of my family, like when I teach tithing to our students, I just say, listen, for us, the first thing that happens when a paycheck comes in is ten percent gets mm-hmm. sent to wherever it gets sent to. And and our offerings on top of that, because we we just mm-hmm. kind of set up a few things that we give. Um but and for for me and now it's it's a no brainer. It's like oh, it just it's automatic, yeah, right. you know. And so if you're if you're saying I, yeah. I can't give up ten percent, yeah, there is a side that says I can't, you know. There's a practical side. I can't make it ends meet. Right. Mm-hmm. But then the other side of that is 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 it a heart issue? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, the, when I when I make the suggestion like, hey, start with a percentage, like three percent. In the back, I, I'm already conflicted by saying that. Because my brain is telling me, well, Scott, remember that before Malachi 310 is Malachi 38, and God says, you are robbing me. And mm. they say, well, how are we robbing you? <laughs> and then he goes on to say, well, you're not bringing the whole tithe. Like, it says, shall a man rob God? Well, how can we rob God? Well, you're not bringing the whole tithe in the storehouse. So I, I say, I, I encourage people to start with the 10% as a, with 3%, knowing that 10% is the target. That's the baseline, but by the same token, I don't want to invite people to rob God mm-hmm. with the seven percent either. Right. Like so, I, I I say that kind of tongue in cheek. Like I I want to help people be compassionate towards like your situation, but also, man, take us. It's a step of faith. Like it is trusting God, saying God, I trust you that you you will make good on your word. Your yeah. word is your truth, and you are, you will keep your word. We serve a, a word keeping God. And if God says test me in this, then I can test him in it and believe sure. that he will prevail. So yeah. anyway, just I'm conflicted when I say mm-hmm. that in my it's own right. heart. Well, and because it's always <laughs> a matter of then looking at in most cases, if if you are in a position where you feel like you can't do it, you're strapped, it's usually because of your decisions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And things that are out of balance in your <laughs> yeah. life and not anything wrong that God has done. Yep. And if even to to train ourselves, is he my provider or is yeah. he not? Mm. You know. Mm-hmm. And again, the the practice is is to teach us that it all belongs to him yes. in the first place. 100%. Um, and so then I'm gonna, you know, put my faith into action by by just giving back right away. Um, but also examining when when that's harder, when it's ooh, I don't yeah. know. Well, where where did where did I maybe you know, get out of balance in other areas of my life that should be more controlled, right. should be more, yeah. you know, submitted to um, faith and practice yeah. and not Good. just flipping decisions. Where am I indulging decisions. my, exactly. my impulses? So, yeah, yeah. and it, mm-hmm. so it, it it's worth self-examination, Yes, you know, and that's mm-hmm. a great way to do it because mm-hmm. Jesus said where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Yes. Yep. And so in a sense, you know, okay, well then, I remember one of my professors in college Saying you know, even even at this time, it wasn't like people balanced their checkbooks even then. <laughs> yeah. But he said essentially, Jesus is saying, "Show me your checkbook mm-hmm. in balance, and and I'll show you where, yeah, where your, your heart, heart is, is truly yeah, at." That's right. Yeah. You know, and yeah. you could say bank bank statement or however you want to. 
think about mm-hmm. that. And, uh, you know, that that's the reality of it. And so, um, so it's a change of disciplines. Uh-huh. And I think if we look at it as a spiritual discipline, that's important. Yeah. Not many people are good about praying and reading their Bibles daily <laughs> when they come yeah. to faith in Christ. Right. They have to, they have, it's, it's over discipline, time learning learn. the it's discipline. discipline. That's good. Yeah. That's and good that's point. what we're called disciples. It's from the word discipline. And so even with that, you know, um, I think that the serious part of Malachi is, is the idea of robbing God. But at the same time, it's not an unpardonable sin or something that you can't approach God. If, if this is still something that you're learning how to do. Mm-hmm. God, God appreciates the effort and that you are trying to orient your life towards a way of pleasing him in every yeah. aspect of it. I like that it. you use the word discipline. It is. It's something you learn and grow into. Yeah. Very few humans are born disciplined. Yeah. Living a disciplined life is, a, is out of intentionality, purposefulness, and structure, right? Yeah. And very few people do that well. It's something, a discipline is something you learn to grow into. I like that. That's and the word that I've been thinking when you were sharing is alignment. Yeah. Like, am I bringing my finances into mm-hmm. alignment with yeah. what God would want? Because yeah. right. you also said Good. your Bible reading and your prayer, like, I, it just, am I bringing my finances into alignment with how God wants yeah. me? Uh-huh. And that's a process, right? Because if, yeah. if if you're sitting listening to this and you've got thousands of dollars of credit card debt, like we, you probably yeah. have to have a conversation and sit down, you know, and, and look mm-hmm. at how am I spending this? Yeah. Yeah. I keep thinking too, when we talk about... Um, I think about this time of year talking about money and we're about to hit the Christmas mm-hmm. season, you know, yeah, where everyone yeah. spends and, and we don't tend to have money crisis in December. We tend to have money crisis in January sure, because yeah. that's when the credit card yeah. bills come, you know, <laughs> but the idea of like, you know, how is your, and, and just, if you're listening to this, like, here's what my family does. We figured out about 15, 15 years ago, my wife sat down one year at Christmas and tracked everything we spent and we now save, we divided that by 10 and we save that January through October. Yeah. And so on October, we we now have what we think we are going to spend on Christmas yeah. for for That's whatever. Great. The word know. discipline comes to mind. That's yeah. a discipline that yes. you grew right. into and learned yeah. to do. Yeah. That yeah. didn't just happen naturally. Yeah. That right. took that took structure, intentionality, yeah. and discipline. Yeah, and to be perfectly good. transparent and fair, it's because my wife is really disciplined. I mean, that's no, we, why we, in this room, we know we that. We all Thanks. know that. <laughs> yeah, but if yeah. you're listening to Thanks this, for and Lisa, that, yeah. if you're listening, God, I love you. you thank you. You weren't the one driving that, that, one. that yeah. <laughs> I, was, um, I was not the driver. No. Let's talk about, so the, we also, in our little pre-podcast chat, talked about tithing. It's said often in church world that, well, tithing is an Old Testament principle. Mm. And I would take issue with that statement. I don't agree with that statement. I've, there's yeah. two reasons why I don't agree with that. Number one, Jesus affirms the tithe. in Matthew. I'll read it really quick. In Matthew yeah. 23, 23. He says, woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You give a tenth, so he's talking about tithing, of your spices, mint, dill, cumin, but you have neglected the more important matters of the law, justice, mercy, and faithfulness. You should have practiced the latter without neglecting the former. So Jesus affirms, you tithe, and that's a good thing. So he's affirming that this is still a relevant practice today. But we said earlier, too, like if you want to live a New Testament life, your life will likely far exceed the yeah. tithe. That's a starting point of generosity. Like if you look at the New Testament church, they they gave well beyond what would have been a tenth in their world. Yeah. Like and if you look at it from a, a covenantal perspective, our covenant promises far exceed 
the covenant promises that yeah. Israel had in the Old Testament. So why would our our spirit of generosity not also match that yeah. excessiveness of grace and forgiveness and mercy sure. that we have in Christ? Why wouldn't we also then mirror that lifestyle and exceed yeah. the Old Testament, if you're going to call it an Old Testament principle, sure, we should exceed that because the yeah. promises that we live under are far greater than, That's right. read the book of Hebrews, it's a, it's a better covenant. So our giving ought to be better than yeah, what was right. expected of those in the Old Testament. Well, so and that's when you We said, should exceed. Yeah. Uh, Dan, you used the word baseline before. Yeah. And, and I, I think sometimes we've just been around for, we've been around the we get Christian the, things yeah. for so long. It's like, well, yeah, of course, 10%, yeah. but you're right. It should be the... And I, and I believe that yeah. the tithe, again, from Malachi, the principle, it belongs to the storehouse. So I believe that yeah. your tithe belongs to your local church. Any giving you do above and beyond that tithe is at your discretion to give wherever you prefer. So we, right. we sponsor three different children. Yep. Through Compassion and World Vision, we have yeah. to do with Compassion and World Vision. That's at our discretion. That's yeah. I don't tick that off of my tithe. We start with yeah. right. our baseline giving is we're right. gonna we're gonna trust God with the tithe uh, that goes to the local church, yeah. and then above and beyond that, we give to missions. We sponsor children. We give spontaneously to needs that we discover. You know, we're, so all of that above and beyond giving is that fully at whatever you feel compelled to do by the Holy Spirit and what your heart yeah. is tugged towards. So yeah, and to, to beat a drum that you, yeah. that you uh, Vision, you've been pushing, um, we talked about it during the missions weekend a few weeks ago, we also give to Project Impact mm-hmm. every month mm-hmm. and we, because we want to give above and beyond. Yep. And for us, it's, yep. you know, this is our tithe and yeah. that goes to the church. And yep. then, okay, we've made this commitment to, to Project Impact yep. every month. Every month, yep. Yeah. That's yeah. just part of my... Online giving. I've been doing that for 20 years, ever since we did Forward by Faith, right? Like, uh-huh, if you've yeah. been around GT long enough, you remember Forward by Faith was a capital uh, campaign we did. And we started then and we just never stopped. We never pulled yeah. back on that. We're like, I'm going to continue to be yeah. faithful and, and generous above and beyond what the tithe is in our family. So, yeah. and one more thing um, people debate over is do I tithe off my net or my gross income? And I think that you should do what you feel compelled. And convicted to do, uh, hmm. I have felt convicted to give off of the gross yeah, of yeah. our income yeah, because yeah. the taxes I pay come off of the gross. So if That's I look at right. my paycheck, this is what my salary is, and my tithe is off of that salary. That's if right. I didn't live in this country and didn't pay taxes, I would be giving off of the gross of That's what right. I earn. So my tithe is based off of good. what I the whole of my yeah. income, and then. When I look at the whole 100% of what I earn, let's say I earn $10,000 a year, the government gets, if I earn that, they'd get 18% of what I earn. God gets 10%. Like, mm-hmm. So I don't, we don't give off of, we don't tithe off of our net. We tithe off of the whole of what God mm-hmm. has blessed us with. Yeah. I, it, I don't have the choice of whether or not right. 22% goes to the government. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's right. just, that's not my choice, but and, that's where it goes. Yeah. And I think a good point on that. I mean, because oftentimes, there's a couple of things that came to mind as, as that discussion was happening. So a lot of times when people say that's Old Testament, they're often referring to Old Covenant, which is Mosaic Covenant, yeah, the law. Uh-huh. However, where we first see tithing is in Genesis chapter 13. Right. And this is with a, a visitation of really Jesus, <laughs> yep. a pre-incarnate a that's right, Jesus, yeah. Melchizedek, yeah. Melchizedek mm-hmm. who brings bread and wine. I mean, come on. what? A, who else is bringing bread and wine? Uh, <laughs> And he offers a blessing upon Abram and a blessing 
to God, mm-hmm. and then Abram's response is to give a tenth. Yeah. Then Abra- Abraham, later known as Abraham, his grandson has an encounter uh-huh. with God. And in Genesis 28, 22, he sets up after having this vision and dream of a stairway or a ladder to heaven where he saw the angels of God descending and ascending yeah. to the throne of God. He wakes up. He says, man, this is, he names the place Bethel. This is God's house. I, I wasn't even aware of it. But he sets up a stone as a, as a pillar of what uh-huh. took place. He says, and this stone that I have set up as a pillar will be God's house. And of all that you give me, yeah. I will give you a tenth. So it's not just even your primary source of income. Yeah. If you got side hustles, mm-hmm. somebody blesses you with a check. <laughs> that's right. All of your increase yeah. mm-hmm. out of all of our yeah. increase. Yeah. And and that's the part that that's a discipline as well. Yeah. To look to yeah. broaden it. Not just what my primary paycheck yeah. is, uh-huh. but there's there could be other streams of income. That's and it's right. and it's all of that. Yeah. You know, you're making interest on different types of savings accounts and things. That's increase. Yeah, <laughs> looking yeah. at those things and saying, "Am I am I living open uh, with God that way?" But then also, people could still say, "Well, that's Old Testament." However, Paul tells us in the New Testament that we are children of Abraham. Yeah, we are yeah. are of the Abraham mm-hmm. covenant as well yeah. because he wasn't a <clears throat> he wasn't a Jew. He wasn't under Mosaic law. He was and and yeah. out of him. Uh, came the multitudes and and yeah. so out of Abraham's seed and so you can read about that in Romans you can read about that uh you know in in Galatians as well like just the idea that we are we are of the same faith of Abraham yeah. and so to yeah. follow in that same practice yeah. uh is actually very consistent yeah. with biblical theology and even what is affirmed in the New Testament yeah. let me um, let me call something out there too Dan cuz a listener who you know, if you if we all listen with different biases, if we sure. listen with kind of a a suspicious bias or just like a, a tentative bias, I could have heard what Dan just said and think, man, wow! So the man, the church really does want to squeeze every nickel out of me. Like mm, you're telling yeah. me, I need to tithe off of the forty dollars of interest I made on the bank last year and tithe yeah. off of some dividends I earned on my stock investments. Like wow, the church is just trying to squeeze every nickel. Out of me, and and mm. that is not the heart behind it. I understand why somebody might object and think how that yeah. could sound to you or how you hear that. The heart is we want to honor God's word and God's principle. Yeah. This is a principle that God that that precedes the law. If yeah. you're a biblical, if you want to live a biblical lifestyle, then this precedes the law. And the spirit of giving has always been when God increases you. We remind ourselves that it comes from God by returning a tenth to God. Yeah, it's a practice. It's just a discipline and a principle that all that I have comes from God, and when God provides me with increase, I will return a tenth of whatever that increase is as a reminder to myself that it came from God, that God still owns it, and that I'm just a steward of it anyway. So it's so I can understand why people might hear it. And think that it's yeah. it's got some some sort of ulterior motive. It really truly does not. Yeah. It's this is this is what's best for us, and it's God's way. Yeah. And so it's not about the church. God will provide for the church. Like this yep. is God's church, and He has a bigger interest than we do in making sure it succeeds and yeah. thrives yeah. And, right. and does what it's called to do. Like God is is more vested in the church than we are. Yeah. And he has more concern for the success of the church than we do after all his son died to create the church, right? His yeah. son yeah. shed his blood. <laughs> 
to buy the church. Yeah. And so God has a bigger vested interest in this thing called the church succeeding than what we do. When so. I share often when I do the break and do offering that God doesn't necessarily need my money. Uh-huh. Like I'm not sure that the noggle tithe is pushing the yeah. needle over the edge, but I get to be a part of what God is doing yes. here. Amen. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Dude, I'm looking at the time, man. Yeah. I didn't realize it was almost 11. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It, with that, um, I, <laughs> I only say that because yeah. I have a meeting in four minutes. <laughs> it's so, a meeting that I've rescheduled twice already. Oh no! Uh, okay. Like, well, well, then in light of that, any any final thoughts? Um, but you guys can keep it. talking, and I'll slip out. I would be fine with that if you guys want to pursue some finance budgeting. It's, it's probably a great time to end. Yeah, I also have yeah, to get no, to okay. a recording. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. any final thoughts? Anything real quick? I'll, let me just add. So, because we're not going to have time to get to it, like. There, there's a discipline. We've talked about discipline a lot. There's a discipline in managing your household of finances, of budgeting. Mm-hmm. Um, th- that's a discipline that you need to learn if you haven't. We offer Financial Peace University at the church. Yeah. We offer tools and equipping to help you learn how to manage your own finances. I would tell you to start with, I tell every premarital couple that I meet with, you will never know how to manage your money until you have tracked every single penny that you spend over the course of three to six months. Mm -hmm. You will never know. You're always going to come up short and say, I don't know where my money went. You don't know where it went because you don't track it. You haven't installed the discipline of tracking every single dollar you spend, and you will always underestimate what you're spending money on, and you'll overestimate how much you have left over. And until you start to track every dollar, take the discipline, Find a tool, find an app, and track everything you spend for six months. Then you will have a picture of your finances. That's good. And only then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that's, that's my last two That's sentence. great. Maybe a little that's promo good. for the beginning of the, the new year. Financial piece. Oh, University. yeah. We're going to reset. We're going to do a series called yeah. Reset. Um, thanks, Dan. And we're going to have a guest speaker at the end of the month in January, Joe Sangle. He's going he's gonna to help us reset our finances. We're going to do a financial learning event on Monday night, the 29th, I believe it is, in January. Open to anybody, all ages. Um, and we're just going to help people reset their finances, help people learn some basics of budgeting yeah. and financial management. So mark your calendar now. Monday, the Sunday, 29th. January 28th. He'll be here Sunday morning. That's and then right. Monday be, night, the 29th. And then Monday night, the 29th. We have an uh, open to anybody, any age. I think that'll be 7 o'clock. Event. Is that right, Scott? It'd be 6 o'clock. 6 yeah, o'clock. It'll be a two-hour event. Okay. It'll be on Monday, the 29th. Yep. And I'll say, too, for those of you listening, um, and you hear two hours, Joe Sengel's been here before. Oh, He's incredibly entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. He's incredibly engaging. And I'll, yep. pro- I'll be here with my wife that yeah, night. Yeah, it'll be very Absolutely. good. Yep. Well, guys, thank you. Thank you for yeah. uh, joining the podcast. Um, appreciate uh, wrap. We've wrapped up now officially the yeah. foundation series, <laughs> wow. but don't let that be the last for you as you continue to try and live out and, and grow in these eight different principles. Um, if you've missed anything, uh, like Scott said at the beginning of the podcast, you can catch up everything on our website on YouTube or listen to back to the sermons or the midweek podcasts in podcast form, wherever podcasts are available. The website's address is gtchurch.online. Uh, this coming Sunday, Scott, we got breakthrough Sunday yes. expecting and believing oh, my for Lord, some, I am some great so stuff. ready for breakthrough Sunday. Yep. I am pumped. Yeah. And then going into Thanksgiving, yep. mm-hmm. um, 
So a lot to be yes. thankful for. And come in, expecting. Yeah, that's come it. Come expecting on Sunday. Yep, God's but move. until then, we hope that today's conversation has had an impact on your life as we all continue to grow together in Christ. Take care and God bless.